You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. When I was about 13, 14 years old, I I think I fell in love for the first time. And it was with a boy that lived in the small town in New Hampshire. And of course, as all teenagers do, I was one year older than him, so I went off to high school while he stayed back in middle school, and we split up. Stopped talking. But I think it might be safe to say that that was my first love. We were each other's first love, perhaps. And he was awesome. He was cool. It was a really neat experience. Well, short-lived, as all teenage relationships are, it was really cool. We both moved on, got boyfriends, girlfriends, went off to college, moved away, did our own thing. And this person popped back into my life while I was married, when I was in my early 20s. And I went to see this person. And I was, from then on, I was unable to get him off my mind. He was always on my mind. He was living my dream, you know? I was, I felt suffocated. I felt like I was doing life completely backwards, completely against what my heart and my soul told me that I should be doing. I was married to the person I knew was not the one. I was living in a place I knew was not where I wanted to plant roots. I was working a nine to five job that I had no interest in. That was just a corporate America classic job. I was so sad and so unfulfilled. And he had a really cool job living on an island and was free. He wasn't married. He wasn't tied down. He was living like a free spirit nomad life that I, my Sagittarius soul, so desperately wanted. He lived in Key West. My dream. If you guys have been here for a while, you know. QS has been my dream place to live for a decade or more. I wanted what he had, desperately. So I was married. He was not. We understood it was inappropriate at the time to talk, so I stopped talking to him. I blocked him everywhere. I changed my number. I went that far because I didn't trust myself to not reach out, and I really wanted to honor the commitment that I had already made to someone else. So I moved on with my life. I went to therapy. I went to couples therapy. I really put in all the energy and effort into my marriage, into my partnership to make it work. But the more I planned romantic getaways with my husband, the more we talked about buying a house and starting a family, the more we talked about upping our commitment and bond to each other, the more I thought about him, the more my hands wanted to reach out for him. I wanted to buy a house with him. I wanted to have a family with him. I wanted to be with him. And so, eventually, as you can imagine, I got a divorce and had nothing to do with this guy because we were not talking. 
Um, I got a divorce because I was not in the right situation, and it was inevitable. And I still, of course, thought about this guy, but he had since moved on and had a child with someone else and kind of shattered the vision and the dream that I had curated around him and I. So I moved on, and I said, well, you know what? I can't be with him. I'll still go live in the Florida Keys and live my dream there that I had long before I knew he was there. And long story short, he's not a good person. He's not someone that I vibrationally match at all. And so... I always just told myself, okay, he has moved on. He's got a child with someone else. He's got a lot of drama in his life. He is just not someone that I want to be with at all, right? So move on, let go. And I did. But I always thought about him, especially under full moons. It would light up my subconscious and just pull him out. And whenever I would see someone text me and it wasn't his name, it was just like, Ah, oh, come on. And I had enough self-discipline to not reach out to him because I knew it was inappropriate and we had both moved on with our lives. But that longing, oh, that longing, that aching was always there. And so it got to a point where I was like, wow, we are about five, six years into this longing and aching for this person that doesn't even text me, hi, how are you? Nothing. I was creating a fantasy around him. I was romanticizing the shit out of him. But it got to a point where I just said, okay, I'm always going to think about this person. And that's just it. I'm always going to compare people to him. I'm always going to randomly see something, a synchronicity that reminds me of him. And I'm just going to accept it. Some people are the one that got away. And we just have to accept it. Until I met JL. And the moment JL and I went on our first date in the Florida Keys, I never thought about this person again. He never crossed my mind. I never fantasized about being with him, romanticized him. I never had a tough moment with JL from then on in our relationship of many ups and downs. I never once said, God, I wish he was him. There's never been any moment in the Keys that I've been with him where I thought of him. Jail quite literally came into my world and shattered the fantasy that I created around that person because JL was that person. JL is that fantasy. And not only is he that fantasy, but he is it and then some. He's better than any dream or fantasy that I curated in my mind of me and that person. I say that he was my first love, but when I met JL and I felt and I tasted this love, it quickly dawned on me that I never knew what love was until I met JL. So if you're struggling with thinking about someone and, you know, I'm walking and recording this right now. I think I process things better when I walk and talk. You know, when I'm talking to my girlfriends, I typically walk and listen to their audio messages and walk while I respond. But if you're listening to this and you're wondering, 
How do I get over someone I just can't seem to shake? First, ask yourself, what does that person represent? For me, that person represented starting a family on an island and working for yourself. And this person told me when we were kids that he wanted to be a professional fisherman. And guess what he does in Key West? I admired the shit out of that. I thought that was sexy as hell. I loved that. I wanted that. I wanted to be with a partner like that because I wanted that for myself too. And he did it. You know, my ex-husband was completely in his feminine, a very soft, gentle, nurturing, wonderful man, but didn't have any masculine traits at all to him. I was the masculine. And so that created, well, as I see a lightning bug, that created such discord between us, sexually, emotionally, in all of the ways we were disconnected because I was in my masculine and he was in his feminine. So this guy that I couldn't get over, he was so masculine that he was toxic masculinity. Whoo, super masculine. And because of that, just being around him forced me into my feminine. So just spending a couple of hours with him I got to taste the sweet nectar of what it felt like to be in my feminine. And I became addicted. And I wanted that. So all those times I couldn't get him out of my head. All those times I thought, I wish he would text me. I wish he would call me. I wish he would reach out to me. What I was really hoping for was to be in my feminine. What I was really waiting for on my phone was someone and an excuse to force me and push me into my feminine and say, it's okay to drop the guard. You don't have to live in survival mode now. You can drop into that soft, nurturing energy. With JL, it is the perfect mix. He's a very masculine man. He's a fisherman himself. He can change my flat tire. He can really kind of make me tuck my tail between my legs when I'm trying to be smart ass and sassy and say, I love you, cut this shit. He's perfect. He's got just enough feminine for me to feel safe and accepted and loved, very loved. But he's got just enough masculine to make me feel safe to drop into my feminine. He's the first man that I've ever admitted to. I want to have children, and I think I want to be a stay-at-home mom who just focuses on raising children and cooking and cleaning. You know, my masculine self was telling me, no, that's sexist stuff. That's weak. You don't do that. You be the breadwinner. You make the most money. You get out there and do it. But that's not what I want to do. Definitely not in this season of life. I want to be a mother. I want to be nurturing to them. I want to raise animals and I want to meal prep and garden and cook and decorate a house. I want to do soft things like that so much more than I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to do that. Jael wants to do that. It's his passion. He loves business. He loves entrepreneurship. He loves networking. He knocked this person off of my radar by giving me that masculinity my heart craved 
while also creating a safe space for me to drop into my feminine energy. He's the perfect yin-yang of it all. So to anybody listening to this, questioning, why can't I stop thinking about them? It's not them you're thinking about. It's something within you. So I invite you to think about what is it in you that you miss? What is it that you are ignoring in your heart and your soul that you want back? That person you can't stop thinking about has it and represents it. And it's not that body that you need to be with. It is some energy that they embody. Think about it.